And wait, and wait. And baby, I'm TFC Telanja. Hello and welcome back to Toronto Till I Die, the Toronto FC fan show. I'm Mike Newell and on today's show we'll talk about Redacted and the goal scorers that Redacted and Redacted. Uh, no, <laughs> the, the, honestly, we're, we're going to have a little bit of fun this week. Uh, TFC played a friendly, apparently, um, we think. Uh, I mean, those videos could have been AI generated, who knows. Um, but apparently they did play a game on Saturday they didn't really want you to know about and that everybody found out about. Um, we'll also just play a little bit of TFC, uh, sort of this week in TFC history, some fun facts for you guys. Uh, and then we'll kind of just keep it light and uh, read out some of your comments uh, live in the stream as well. Um, this week, a little light, but this week I got my co-host with me, Jeffrey P. Nesker. Jeff, how you doing, buddy? How was the weekend? Uh, how has life been? Are you ready for more redacted friendlies over the next couple of weeks? Man, am I ever, am I ever. What do you think of our new digs, buddy? We got like the one printout that I could use of the new kit that I don't know what it's called. So this will, we'll call this like a temporary hang, but I tried to space it so we could at least get some of the badge and string action going on. And I think I was, I was successful. But. I think you were successful for those that are listening for, to the podcast version of this and can't see this on video. Uh, Jeff has lovely. Every time we have our backgrounds, it's usually based on the new kit for the year. Um, mm -hmm. in, in this one, it is the away kit with the what I'm affectionately no calling name. Windows 95 screensaver uh, floating shields. Uh, they're going along. So we've got that now as the new background here for uh, the video portion of the show. So go check it out on YouTube if you are listening on the podcast. Yeah, don't ask me to animate this, although I might end up animating it. <laughs> that might, might be something we're going to do. I'm a crazy future. person. Yeah, yeah. one StreamYard suppo supports animation. G-Money coming in. You're catching strays. G-Money is saying, uh, Newell wears more TFC jerseys on this podcast than he does attending TF T T TFC games. My goodness. Well, uh, I got to make it. I really know that that's right um benedict friend of the show good friend benedict the real preseason game were the friends we made along the way, <laughs> along the way. absolutely 100 yeah. yeah. and one of them was mr scoops uh tom bogart thanks very much for uh going to bat for for tfc land faithful if you could keep the derision to a minimum i mean how many times did he have to call it effing ridiculous uh but uh thanks to tommy scoops for for figuring it all out figuring it all out for us i mean Hey, Mikey, you know, just going back to G-Money, thank you for rocking the TFC tonight. I try to rock TFC merch every single one of these that we do, and I end up usually wearing a black t-shirt because that's about as much enthusiasm as I have for wearing TFC colors right now. Yeah, it's funny. I just, like I just want to, yeah. When I, when I like go to games, usually when I'm going to games now, like there's always something I have to do like before. Like you always got to meet somebody, you got to do something, mm -hmm. and like... And also, like, just to be honest, like, the, the, the team's been awful and you sometimes just don't feel like wearing kits mm -hmm. to games. Yeah. Um, but I actually haven't. This is the last kit I bought. Um, so I don't have any of the new, new stuff, right? Like, I just I just haven't bought it. Um, I've been on a bit of a kit strike with the club at the moment. Um, but at the same time, like, you know uh you got you still gotta wear the crest like you, you still gotta wear it at a time but like at games mm -hmm. right now uh, i'm kind of on a no kit 
um, sort of uh, not a protest, but a strike a little bit. It's a, it's uh, a hunger strike. It's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, with fits like yours, you don't need a rock kits. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was going to say, it's funny that you said you usually have things to do before the game because we don't get to do things after games anymore now that they're all at the same time and when they end. Yeah, there we're done. Yeah, yeah, Mikey, you do need yourself a carnival kit, but you know that we'll probably we'll probably be rocking those for a good what ten years, hopefully. They should so, just kept you know, that as the awaken, honestly. Like that should just been your awaken. Save yourself the trouble. Um, uh, I don't think Adidas would have been okay with not giving us a new kit at all. So, well, yeah, I mean these are designed yeah. two or three years in advance, so. Um, this was, this was the COVID kit. This was the, everybody's depressed. They designed this during COVID. Um, this is you know. honestly, they should call it the sad kit, the seasonal effective disorder kit. They really, <laughs> really, really should. I, yeah. I wish they had the balls too. Ah, uh, how was my, they designed this when they were just like, this is COVID, nothing matters. Football doesn't matter. Who cares? Let's put it together. Part, Here you go. The worst part, and I think I think I'm sort of uh, uh, giving away what will be the you know usual, other than last year, for obvious reasons. Uh, me and Mark Hinckley, four hour dissertation, super deep dive for the crazy people on on this year's crop of MLS kits. But for the most part, they're all amazing. I mean, it really does emphasize how crap TFCs is because there's a lot of good ones out there. Like like Sporting Kansas City brought the Argyle back, which is legendary. You know, uh, LA Galaxy are dancing around that the the old school Nike '96 LA Galaxy colorway. Um, you know, uh, a lot of a lot of teams are doing the central badge thing, which I hate, but I, at least it's interesting. And and there's a lot of there's some. Uh, oh yeah, uh, and Atlanta, Atlanta has a, 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 a I guess a Falcon kit because obviously the oh because yeah based off the Falcon yeah team, and yeah. it is it is ex. Exceptional! It is. I haven't it seen them like all yet. Street. I gotta. gotta well, I mean, tune in, tune into the Mark Hinkley four-hour, you know, extended cut, <laughs> or, or don't. Maybe just ask me in passing. But like, you know, it 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 sucks because when we get bad kits, traditionally it's because you know MLS is just trudging out crap kits. You know, if we're on an away kit year and it's one of the years where MLS has decided that a plain white t-shirt with a badge and some stripes on it is, is passes muster. We really can't complain, but, but this, this crop of kits unilaterally are very, very good. Um, what happened? <laughs> well, look, I, 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 for me, for kids, mm -hmm. like, and you can tell this is, this is the, uh, we don't have the, there's not a lot happening in TFC land, uh, podcast, but, um, mm -hmm. If they had just kept the shields off the kit, I actually would have been fine with these this year's kit, to be perfectly honest. And then it's a, like, then it really is a plain white t-shirt. Hey, hey, sometimes mm. clean is fine. I'm okay with clean. It's I don't fine sometimes. That, but... Just, you know, sometimes just don't overthink it. That's, you know, that's It all. feels like a lateral move because we had two plain colored t-shirts cut in half mashed together for our last away kit. And then we just got rid of the, the extra green, uh, gray t-shirt. And left with a white one. I don't know. I, I I reserve. I like I said. I reserve my final judgments until I see it on. But wholly underwhelming. Uh, uh, Andre Wolf coming in with a clarification. It is based on the Phoenix on the city uh, flag crest. Thanks. Uh, uh, sorry to besmirch uh, Atlanta's city flag crest uh, by belittling it to an association with a with an NFL team. 
and uh, some somebody's are going to make that uh that uh mm-hmm. that connection anyway so but yeah. fair enough yeah. um well you're you, you don't necessarily tune us to, to listen to our kids so don't but do listen to the four-hour dissertation from uh jeffrey p nesker and mark hinkley on uh, please do please do we need it to live year. we do need to talk about a, a ghost friendly a friendly that happened that no one saw. It's kind of like if a tree fell in the woods. Did anybody hear it? Did it really happen? Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently it did happen. And apparently uh, TFC lost said friendly for two to the Columbus crew. Again, thank you to Tom Bogert for having mm-hmm. to actually do journalistic work to figure out. I mean, to be fair, a, a lot friendly, of people but... guessed that because yeah. it was it was a pretty easy bit of deductive reasoning when you watch both sets of uh, Videos, uh, highlights. Yeah. Right. And then, you know, people were throwing out the the four two uh, loss and uh, they were getting corrected. Like, no, 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 no. These were like 30 minute scrimmages that involved, you know, space aliens and trialists. And and so it's nice to know that it actually just was a 90 minute plus game that they played, Um, because I do believe that's Columbus's last uh preseason game before. no it was their first or, it was actually their first it was their first yeah, okay was their first. there is a, so, I, there is a so, lot of misinformation going on there's well i mean yes there's a lot of misinformation <laughs> but when <laughs> things go secret then things start to to spiral but yeah uh, apparently that you know it, it look this is not uncommon in football like closed door friendlies where scores are not divulged and stuff is not uncommon thank um, you for saying that because you're yeah, right but i mean i look i i think when you're a couple of weeks away from the start of the season, your fans want to get an idea of what the team is going to be, right? And and what mm-hmm. is it shaping to I be? Will, no, go ahead. I will see you that preseason friendly results and lineups and highlights aren't uncommon, and I'll raise you that on occasion, because of labyrinthine broadcast blackouts in, in the UK and all over Europe, there are times where you can't see your team play. You know, there are games that aren't broadcast in proper competitive seasons. So... Let's minimize the insanity a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, yeah. Look, I mean, I, I, I also get it if, if people were kind of like, what, what, like, because I, I think because of the lack of news, the lack of just general news out of the club. You know, look, your your fans agreed. want to know and understand what's happening. What is happening in preseason? Like who are the mm-hmm. players that are going to, you know, make the roster? Who is going on the TFC too? Like there there is general interest there. For a team that finished dead last, right, in MLS, mm-hmm. to have the amount of interest that it has in a pre meaningless that is such friendly, a good point. Right? Such like a good it, point. It, it it does yeah. matter. Now I again an agreement was made that is fine you know mm-hmm. it's the prerogative it apparently was driven by the columbus crew according to neil davidson's tweet on saturday new spider-man gif yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah, right yeah, yeah. like it uh, mm-hmm. apparently that yeah. is that is what happened it was a 90 minute game with a 30 minute with 30 minutes of extra time added in uh tfc lost for two uh Ayo akinola and alonzo cuello on the scoreboard for tfc TFC did eventually later that evening post the videos of both goals. I mean, look, mm-hmm. it's good to see I like I said uh, earlier in the in, in the week, it was good to see IO back on the score sheet. You know, yep. a, a pretty tidy finish. And then uh Cuejo with a screamer. Um uh, absolute power down wow. essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh so again, those are good things to see. According to John Herdman's comments. After the game, it seemed like the the first sort of 90 minutes, if you want to call it that, how you want to sort of parse that out, 
according to him, limited chances. Now, what does that mean? We don't really know because we don't know when Columbus scored their goals. Uh, mm-hmm. It looks like Jason, Jason Russell Rowe scored a few uh, for Columbus. Now, whether that was in the 90 or in the 30 minutes of extra time, no idea. Um, mm-hmm. But according to sort of, and this is weird because we're piecing together bits of information from all not over just, the place. Not just video, but I mean, um, do they have a lav mic at TFC? Because the John Herdman sideline interview afterwards i'm old my ears aren't as good as they used to be old gray mare ain't ain't made built you know i can't even remember the thing um but i had a really difficult time understanding what the hell he was saying because no i caught it pretty cleanly but i mean they're probably not going down with a full yeah they're probably not going down with like full full kit right like it's it's you know they're playing yeah, they were going. Uh, they were going, you know, to a side pitch somewhere in the middle of Santa Barbara, right? Like it, it you know, for to how play this game. nice did that uh, environment look? Well, yeah. I mean, they they were like playing, like nestled in a in a mountain valley. It looked absolutely fantastic. Well, I think that it it leads credence to their uh, their tweets about you know look at the great view as they're training mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Like it's, yeah. you know, yeah. it, it's, it's nice. Uh, again, it, it's nice to see both players on the score sheet. Um, it sounds like there was more cohesion. It's also sounds like John Herman was um, managing some of the minutes around Federico Bernardeschi and Lorenzo Insigne. It sounded like Bernardeschi played in the first 90. Again, how much we don't know. Uh, we don't mm-hmm. even know if Lorenzo Insigne played. Um, so, you know, from, from that perspective, there's not a lot to glean from, from the game, right? And yet, here uh, we go. <laughs> but yet, here we go, right? Because, you, you know, mm-hmm. you got to talk about it at some, uh, level, you know. I got to go back to the, sorry, go ahead. Finish. No, no, go ahead, man. I got to go back to the microphone thing because, like, it's, it's really Mickey Mouse, all right? Like, this is a multi-million dollar club. They probably have a room full of equipment to not use a lav mic to properly capture his voice to like re- rely on a on a shotgun mic in a windy day. I hate to say it. I hate putting the tinfoil hat on, but it feels deliberate. You know, it like reduce like lessened expectations. If they came out full pro with the step and repeat, you know, and he's talking about this and that and this, the, the dichotomy would have been ridiculous. So, you know, and I, I hate to say it, but it's either incompetence, lack of preparation, which is bad. Or deliberate, which is bad. You know what I mean? Because if you're planning to do it, get good sound. You know, you're not. You're not. To be honest, I had no problem hearing him. Like I had no problem understanding or hearing him. I'm just wow. Just just my own thing is like my 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 ears checked. Yeah, uh, I I I had no problem hearing him. That said, I will I will agree with you on on one thing is. And again, we, we kind of, you guys, talk, you and Mike talked about this last week a little bit, but mm-hmm. um, this idea of uh, is a lack of news from training camp kind of a good thing? Like in a sense that, okay, we want, yeah. move, we want moves, we want player moves, obviously. And John Herman has come out, came out last week and said there's, you know, he's planning on having moves within the next two weeks before the opener. What does that mean? Story of his know. life. Yeah. Um, two weeks. Yeah. But, um, you know, is it kind of good that there isn't a lot of drama leaking? There isn't, doesn't sound like there's bad vibes. Um, you know, it, you know, it doesn't sound like there's anything particularly 
sort of bad or, or newsworthy that's happening. It's just the team's getting kind of down to business, um, which is not necessarily the worst thing in the world. Um, Mikey, Mikey, that's what they want you to think. <laughs> yeah, that, that's fair. That, I mean, that could also be listen, it if you want to put the put the hat on. Yeah, yeah, no. And listen, my, the hat is firmly on. Um, I think it's beyond that, beyond the, the quantity over quality conversation. If you're tweeting out that a match report is going to follow, have the match report follow. I mean, that's just that's just common sense. Do you know what I mean? Well, they like, did. So I mean, they took a day, but. Yeah, they well, it wasn't even a day. They took they took seven hours. I mean, yeah. it depends on what you consider a day. Um, and again, I there there is a margin here for Kumbaya beforehand, and then Columbus saying, "Hey, guess what? You know, uh, a trialist, uh, a Bundesliga trialist scored, so we've now got to put a gag order on it." You know, I'm not going to presume to be uh, privy to the backroom shenanigans that happened and, and to assign blame just to TFC because they're my favorite uh, uh, target right now. There are a million different permutations for why something like this happened that isn't necessarily TFC's fault. And you could even read into the suggestion that that's the case because, you know, I'm sure they had they, this club. If this club is tweeting out match report to follow, knowing full well as they're treating it out, that a match report is never going to follow I, I don't see the logic in that. Some something happened to upset the apple cart. Um, so, yeah, I just you know, you think about you think about the MLS's back tournament. You know, the the club going to play in like Orlando. Everybody is freaking out. We're in a we're in a, a, a apocal pandemic situation, and we're getting Top Gun playing with the boys content. You know, we're getting. Uh, uh, volleyball, shirtless volleyball with like Kenny Loggins doing the soundtrack, right? This club can generate content to sort of grease the wheels and they're not doing that. So the, like your inference that this means that all's well and good in TFC land, I kind of take it as the opposite. I, I take it as like, you know, shit's bad and and you're not going to see it because shit's bad right like i don't know because, I, 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 what would you do mike if if shit was good and i'm sorry we're gonna have to put a warning on on this label now but if s was good um wouldn't you be screaming it to the mountaintops like wouldn't you have like a full court press of camera people with labs i'm sorry i'm gonna harp on the on yeah the no no, no. I, I hear what you're saying i look yeah. i i think there's um uh, look, I think I think back to Jonathan Osorio's comments at the end of the season last year in the in the end of season presser, right? Where a lot of things from the locker room, a lot of things around the club leaked, right? It leaked out to the good, bad, whatever it leaked out, and mm -hmm. I think there is a concerted effort this time around to clamp down on a lot of that stuff. I think part of it is that look, there is a you know dampening, trying to dampen some expectations here on what this team is going to be in twenty twenty four. I think that's part of it too, right? I think there is a part of this where yes, they have trialists in in camp. There have been rumors that certain former EPL players are in um, camp. We don't really can't substantiate any of that, um, mm -hmm. but you know, I, I think there is this bit of they are trying to lock down <clears throat> some of the stuff that has leaked, that has gotten out, um, and really, and yes, they are trying to control their narrative. We've talked about it on this mm -hmm. podcast before that TFC yeah. is very much, very consciously 
trying to control the narrative of what this team is going to be and what the club is going to project out into into the fandom, right? So mm-hmm. I don't necessarily see it as all bad. Uh, I don't love the fact that, um, you know, there it doesn't seem to be more uh, profile on some of the players that are going to have bigger says in w- the team coming this year. Now, of course, that also could be partly because some of them are going to move. Um, yeah. But at the same time, you know, I, I don't, you know, you don't feel like, it doesn't feel like the club is is engaging with its media very well. Um, you know, now obviously, look, you and I cannot sit here and say we are necessarily media for TFC. We are fans. No. We run the show. Um you know, those like John Molinero and John and, and Neil Davidson and, and you know, even our our co-host, Michael Singh, to a certain extent. I know he's not following mm-hmm. the team or beat covering as he was in the past, but um, Joshua Cloak, for example, like it, yep. it does feel like there is a little bit of, you know, we're keeping our distance. Um, yep. Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? I, I don't love it, but I can kind of understand it from, again, when you look at uh, Orsorio's the logic. statements. The logic is sound, but I mean, when is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result not labeled rightly as insanity, right? Like, I'm sure MLS hates having their kits leaked every GD year, right? Kits when do you just turn into the skid, right? Like, st- you know, if you're going to hold a tight leash on an environment, you're encouraging leaks to happen. You're not like you're not plugging the ship like water will find a way in life will find a way you know here's here's g money again with another great insight everything we're hearing ahead of time is being released by the other side west michigan suburban fc you know the trialists don't come from the ether they're coming from places that want to promote them trialing with tfc in order to get more credibility for their own environments right like there is no way in this or any other multiverse that what TFC is trying to doing is 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 ever going to be successful. It's going to it's going to aggravate the fans. It's it's definitely not holding any water with these other partners. You know the the trialists and where they come from because of course not. It just seems like such a waste of energy. You know what I mean? It well, really, they got a plan. They got a plan. Like I within with probably by the time the LAFC friendly comes around, there's going to be the full court press. They they just came back. I hope you're right. They did well. They did just did media day, right? They just did media and a day really. They kind of do a week mm-hmm. of it, right? And do yeah. all that kind of stuff. So we're going to get hit with the full court press soon enough. I, I do I do find it interesting though that and and, and just for those who aren't aware, G Money's talking about Western Michigan and in sort of suburban FC talking about. Um, trialists and stuff like Western Michigan just tweeted today that Charlie Sharp has signed with Toronto FC and mm-hmm. signed the senior team contract. TFC, to as of right now, at least I am not checking my Twitter right now. So if if, if this has changed, someone let us know in the comments. But yeah. TFC have not actually put out anything saying that Charlie Sharp has signed with TFC. So now we're kind of in this limbo of like, well, his alma mater says that he is signed to the first team. Has he actually yep. signed? We don't know. Yep. Um, That's so what they're, they're doing. They're putting us in limbo. It's 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 ridiculous. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, look, it, it, there's media Throw plans. And there's, yeah, there's media plans and there are plans to release things at certain times. I get that. I, you know, it's partly our impatience as fans, and that and that's mm-hmm. just part of it. 
Um, but also, like, I, I think there is a, a an expectation or a reasonable expectation within, um, you know, the the fandom that, look, if you're going to sign somebody who you drafted last year and you stashed for a year and you think is going to be a part of this team and maybe be a contributor, then we want to know more about him, right? Like, we, we mm-hmm. want to mm-hmm. understand, like, how is he going to fit and how is this going to work? Yep. And, and, you know, and how he joins the other 10,000 we want to see the graphic. we have on this team, right? Like, yeah, I want to yeah, see the and, yeah. Exactly. And, and, that, and I don't think that's an unreasonable thing. Um, and as Turt says, still nothing from the club. So maybe he signed. Who knows, right? Dan- I mean, Danny, Danny raises an interesting point. Western Michigan probably was just told by Charlie he's not coming back. So they announced it. They don't need to wait on the league office like TFC does. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, for sure. Right? Um, so I guess here, here's here's my question is we got two friendlies left that we know of. You know, they may play mm-hmm. more closed door ones that we haven't been told of. Um, but they have two friendlies officially on the books left. Are we going to actually get a look at this team before opening day? Like, are we going to actually see what this team is before we go into, you know, the reigning shield holders? Uh, right? Like, are we just kind of going to be guessing in the ether until the 25th? I don't think you're asking the right surprise? question. I don't think you're asking the right question. What is the right what, question then? What do you think would be gleaned? That's a good, that is a good question. What do I think we would be gleaned? I think we would get an idea of what John Herdman is trying to do with the squad, right? We would get at least some idea on, okay, this is how the general shape will be. Shapes change throughout games. That's fine. We, mm-hmm. we, we recognize that. But we start to get at least an idea of who might be part of his preferred 11, who might be a key contributor going forward. Now, of course, again, this is all subject to change because this rebuild is going to happen on the fly. Right. Of course. Of Obviously, course. these moves are going to be happening well into the season as transfer windows for the league, at least. Um, still going to be open until the end of, I believe, March or maybe yeah, April. Like um, so, you know, from that perspective, you know, th- those things can change. But you, you start to get an, a sense of what he's trying to do. And specifically, what are you trying to do with the DPs? Like, well, how are you going to try to get them firing? Because clearly, mm-hmm. if this is going to work in some level, they got to be firing. Um, and is, is it going to be more of the same? Are we just going to see them still on the flanks? And Federico Bernadeschi is still going to be cutting in on his left and trying to shoot or pass to Lorenzo? And is Lorenzo going to cut yeah, on his right scored. and trying to pass back? Like, mm-hmm. you know, is it going to be more of the same? We, we just don't know. Um, and, and that's by design, partly. But, yeah. you know, I think fans want to have an idea of what are I, we walking I don't into? disagree. I don't disagree. Now, do you think that the ends justify the means? Do you think that it's worth it for people like you and me and the G Moneys and the Dannys and the Teddies and the, you know, all of us nut jobs? Do you think that it that's worth it versus potentially giving teams tape on what we're teams, doing? Teams, team that I'm not worried about. Like teams are super sophisticated. They've got scouts. They know John Herman's not a new hmm. entity in North American soccer. They're gonna. He isn't. His he isn't domestic club. No, so. but he. But like, look, he has a general way of how he's gonna go about. It. He may tweak some things from how he worked with Canada because he doesn't have the same players or the same nearly the same level of players. But mm-hmm. generally, he's got an idea on how he's going to want to play, right? Or a general game philosophies. And he's talking about it now in the second half of the season of, you know, installing those game methods and how they're going if to If you have super hearing, I have no idea. But yeah. Right? But we don't know. We, we don't, we don't yeah. know. But like a lot of those teams are going to have a, a general sense 
of how and, and I play. and I don't disagree with you. I mean, are you surprised? We've we've spent a good ten minutes talking about how TFC is desperate to control its own narrative, sometimes at the expense of all logic. This is to me just another example of that. You know, they're leaning hard into this idea of let me let me ask you something. Obviously, you watched the Super Bowl last night because everybody did. I right? actually didn't. Okay, well, okay. At a certain point, they cut to I don't know one of the eighty thousand coaches on on Team X or Team Y, right? And he's standing there and he's holding up the playbook. Now, usually it's an iPad or it's in a binder where it's all covered up. You know, the dude's just holding his playbook like right up there. Now, certainly it's not the whole thing, but you have to imagine with the other team, Team X or Team Y, they've got an army of of, of supplemental staff. This is the Super Bowl. You know, it's not a stretch. Again, maybe my tin hat's on really tight, but you have to imagine that there's somebody on the opposite team screen capping that, going in and zooming in to try and figure out what the hell is written on there because it gives them an unfair advantage. I I wouldn't sure. put it past them. Hell, I mean, there's five seconds of actual sport in between all the commercials and national anthems, so they have a ton of time to sit there and, and you know, Blade Runner enhance, 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 enhance that garbage. I'm just wondering, you know trying to tie it back to TFC because I did go off on a huge tangent there. This, it feels to me, Mikey, like the same sort of cynical, you know, we figured out a better way to do it, right? Like, you know, we're, we're because protecting trialists, protect, it makes nothing. Like they, they either succeed or they fail. Their name being out in the ether has no, has no impetus on that. You know, I'm just... I just feel like TFC is overthinking this. They're galaxy braining everything. You know, they're they're certainly not doing it in an empty room. This is mitigated by the fact that the roster's in flux. You know, I put the poll out myself. If I don't see Lorenzo Insigne there, I'm assuming that he's either in protest over some BS or injured or on his way out the door, right? That's what the club's leaving us to speculate with, right? Um, I mean, look, hey, first of all, on, on the play, like I said, MLS coaching staffs are pretty sophisticated. They're going to they're gonna have ideas in how they're going to play. Um, you don't know, disagree. The, yeah, right? So, like, I don't, you know, they don't need to, They, I mean, teams do it, but you don't necessarily need to be stealing playbooks and all that kind of stuff. Like, generally speaking, they're going to have an idea. Especially against TFC. I mean, you just said it. Like, what wh- you know what I mean? Like, isn't it a bit of arrogant presumption? Like, you know, wooden spoon team running it back again. You can't see our formation. Well, yeah, you're going to know where the weak like, points are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. The, it's a whole team. The whole team's a weak point, right? So, like, you, you, you know, you're hashing it out. Like, it's just it's more and more levels of ridiculous. Like, what are we, what are we protecting? Like, you know, the, the sand that we've got in our pockets, like, you know what I mean? Like the emperor has no clothes here. So it does it. The more you scratch at this itch, you're like, how ridiculous is this? Like if this was, you know, the the new cyber truck, you know, then obviously like keep it under wraps, but this, I mean, I'm I'm picking another lemon, but like, no, I hear at the end of the day, you know, so as we're discussing this, like everything that I'm coming to the table with as even a minor uh, 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 excuse to be contrary, you're ripping apart, rightly so. Like, why don't, why aren't we seeing everything? At the very least, you could make the fans a little less champing at the bit. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh, and Turt sort of makes the point here is like, 
a lot of a lot of fans are John Herman knows he's going to have a little bit of benefit of the doubt. How I'm giving him a little bit of benefit, yeah, of yeah, that, right, sure. in terms of the fact that, um, you know, he again, it's one of those things where it's kind of hard to bet against him. I've said it a lot. A lot of people do. I, I actually, I get it if people are kind of like, I, I don't, I doubt Herdman. He's never coached a club team. All that kind of stuff. I think that's all valid. Mm-hmm. But I, but again, hard to bet against a guy who just seems to be able to figure it out and get teams to to work. Um, yeah. This will probably be almost one of his biggest challenges. Um, not biggest. I think. Hey, look, walking in the 2017-2018 men's national team. Um, I mean, it was yeah, written in the book of Warriors by Joshua Kloka. How yeah. just how yeah. messed up the the dynamic with there. The women's team after the after the World Cup in the Carolina Marachi situation. If you read about Both it, you read about it, it's out there. But like that was a messed up situation. <laughs> Obviously, this one at Toronto FC messed up situation. He thrives in these environments, right? And clearly, he wants to take the time to let the players be players right and not have to worry about media maybe and not have to worry about the kind of scrutiny that is going to be coming um at some point you know obviously once the 25th comes around there's nowhere to hide right the, as you said if the emperor has no clothes we're gonna say if they're buck naked or not right like yeah um mm-hmm. so, so from that perspective it's coming it's maybe just giving that the team that sort of bubble to be able to settle and repair relationships right i'm i'm sure there's gonna like, it's happened through the off season you're going to have to repair some relationships in that locker room that was really fractured if most of that team is mm-hmm. back, right? So there is What's a bit of that, constant? and I can understand that point of view. I think from a fan's perspective, it's frustrating because you want we want to spend... I don't want to be sitting here on this podcast talking about this right now, right? Like, I want to be talking I, about... I do. I, I think this is really interesting because what's the one constant of bubbles? They pop. So the the very logic of insulating yourself in a bubble has an exit that isn't necessarily a positive one, right? It's not four-dimensional thinking. It's not even thinking two steps in the future. It's it's reactionary. It's born out of, of an impetus that isn't necessarily serving the best interests of the club. I think it's doomed to fail. Um, and I don't, I, I, I can understand the impetus for it, but I, it could have been handled in such a, better way i there's a question around a scroller from danny here that i want to address before uh it disappears in the ether and it, it reads jeffrey as someone who works in film do you think tfc just look at the cost of hiring or shipping a production team to stream a preseason game to 30k people and just think it's not worth it absolutely absolutely um one thing that you have to assume and this came up earlier in the chat um we're playing lafc lafc uh Oh, actually, I'm. I might. I might actually take this back because the comment was, "We're going to get a preseason stream from LAFC because you know LA Galaxy and LAFC had one last preseason." Well, that was last well, year. LA that was, Galaxy we all got. We all got the final preseason games last year, right? Because that was Apple testing out stuff before the season. Yeah, was, yeah, right? but but LA Galaxy also has a very, very, very specific exclusive contract with Spectrum Sportsnet to broadcast their games in their domestic area and Spectrum generally does the full court press broadcast stuff for LA Galaxy uh, preseason games. I remember I was looking for one uh, on illegal streams a couple of years ago when we played LA Galaxy in a preseason, uh, knowing full well that it was going to, that there was a professional broadcast somewhere out there in the, in the, in the great wide uh, internet. Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we all want to see it. Uh, we all want, we all want more from this club. It's hard for me not to see this as we just don't have anything more to give you. And that's, I think that's the, the rub of it, right? You know, it's hard to see it as, yeah, we'd love to give you more, but by a, by the collision of all of these different bits of garbage that we're dealing with right now and how everything's in flux and all these different cooks and all the different chefs, uh, you're not going to get it. We don't have anything more to give you. And that's, that's what gives me pause. I think there's a sprinkling of that in there, but I also think it's just a sprinkling of like they're protecting the players and they're protecting sort of this, you know, this, you know, it's the they bubble. John they Herdman, bubble. the brotherhood mm. that they're building, yeah. right? Like, you know, we're going to hear a lot of that this season. If you thought the brotherhood stuff was uh, getting thick with the national team uh, during the run of the World Cup and during the World Cup, wait till wait till the you ain't seen starts. nothing yet you ain't seen mm. nothing yet there's going to be mm. a lot of brothers and hooding going on um at tfc yeah. um okay so look we could talk we we talked about the theoretical slash ghost well, another friendly. thing about herdman he mm. uh he did you go to the supporter summit by the way i i, I did not know i couldn't yeah but i mean the 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 um the skinny coming out of uh people that did attend the same as what was uh, what was coming out of people that attended the town hall meeting that I was lucky enough to attend. That man is very charismatic. He managed to charisma a lot of people that were the most vocal uh, 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 detractors. He managed to turn them around. Um, you know, listen, when you've got somebody like that in your toolbox, why aren't why isn't he out there every damn day? It's another question I have. Oh, don't worry. We're, we're going to get, by the club. We, uh, like I told you, we're going to get the full press of John Herdman. It's oh, coming. Oh, yeah. Right? I'm just, I'm just wondering why, we, why it's not here yet. Why, why there's still people, you know, if this, if this man can sell you, you know, the sandwich you've already bought, you know, at double markup, and I'm, I'm pretty convinced he can. Why isn't this guy on, you know, why, why, why don't we have Il Magnifico Herdman, Il Herdmanifico, you know, billboards everywhere all over the city, right? Like this is their, this is their ace in the hand. And it seems like they're saving it. Like for what? I don't, I don't understand. Uh, yeah. I think and it, this I, has been an excellent conversation because you're just making me so much more confused. I, I came into this with like a full treasure chest, a full war chest of like devil's devil's advocate kind of counterpoints. And you've, you've, you've burnt them all down to cinders realistically. Like what is going on here to burn your dreams? Yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. No, they're not my dreams. They're my nightmares, but you know, (laughs) well, look, I think in the end of the, we're going to get a lot of, look, trust me, John Herdman. If there's one thing, John Herdman is not allergic to. It's a microphone. He will be able to, uh, spin a yarn. It's coming. We're going to get the full Mm. John Herdman press um, prior to the opener, guaranteed. Mm. Um, guaranteed. so, just so wondering why we haven't had it yet. A lot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to just sort of go through this really quickly. Um, I, I found uh, view from the Southstands.com. If you haven't, uh, I'm sure a lot of TFC fans know about it. Um, but it has mm-hmm. a fun this day uh, in TFC 
sort of history function on the website, nice. which is kind of fun. And I was just kind of scrolling through it on the weekend. I was like, oh, yeah, this this happened, this happened. And you would imagine this time during the preseason, not a lot's happening. It kind of also leads the credence to the fact that, like, hey, not a lot is happening this time of year with TFC. But a few mm-hmm. kind of fun things that are happening this week uh, sort of in the history of TFC. If you want specifically today, not a lot other than they played a friendly in 2020 against LAFC. Uh, in LA, they lost 3-1. Inafuniachi Achara, we thought the second coming uh, of Inafuniachi Achara was was going to be it. He was great. He scored that goal. And for that, and for a bright, shining moment, he was. He scored in that game. He turned around. We played the opener, I think, two weeks later. Um, he scored against NYCFC. And then the world stopped. And then we never heard from Inafuniachi Achara again. Um, mm. But... Yeah, but uh, but from that perspective, uh, that happened. Uh, if we move to the 13th, uh, again, not a lot happening uh, other than you're usually playing friendlies. Though I will say uh, this was also a day uh, we went to Cruz Azul and lost 4-1 in the Champions League. Um, no, sorry, we played Cruz Azul in a friendly uh, in 2018 and lost 4-1. Um, mm-hmm. This was on our way to uh, playing in the Champions to League. To CCL, yeah. Yeah, yep. exactly. Um, and then a couple other friendlies throughout the years um, where we got pumped, actually, in a couple, <laughs> a couple of those. Um, also, a couple of notable notable players born on the uh, 13th of February. Uh, one, Liam Frazier. Happy birthday, Liam. LF. Uh, na- now, a, uh, now with FC Dallas. Um, God about whole, that. That yeah, was a whole other thing we talked MLS, about last yeah. year. Yeah, with the yeah, whole yeah. Gam-Tam working you, thing that was uh that was saying and good old luke moore for those who remember luke moore for oh a very God. brief moment played for tfc um and he's uh he was born uh, actually came from Chivas usa old Chivas, uh um, old Chivas usa yeah uh, in a trade uh to us and then we waved them in 2016 um a couple of shout out marky ha- marco mark delgado Chivas USA. Out, exactly best mm-hmm. uh Death's death club death signing of all time uh, was mm-hmm. Marky Delgado. Okay, just moving here to the 14th. I think we've got a couple other things. Uh, this was a, also a day on the 14th this week. Uh, happy signing uh, Caleb Patterson Swell, uh, your third goalkeeper nice. day. Um, don't yep. think he ever played a game for the senior team. TFC 2 legend, his, though. His beard was legendary. Beard was legendary. legendary. He had a yeah. fantastic beard. Um, again, I don't think he actually played a minute for the senior team, but, uh, again, played a ton of, uh, TFC two, uh, was a, uh, a significant sign like there. a dead ringer for Stefan Fry as well. He kind of had like a Stefan Fry vibe going on. Yeah. He very much had a Stefan Fry, uh, yeah, vibe. Yeah. Uh, I skipped the day, the 13th, uh, missed this, uh, good old Aro. Remember Aro? Aro Jr. Love him. That was our guy. Love his tattoo. Exactly. Yep. Um, he was actually, they, they're celebrating the day he was actually loaned out to Santos on <laughs> February 14th, 2022. Uh, we loaned out to Santos and he never came back. Um, I think he's yep, now yep. in Kazakhstan, I think. Wherever he's gone, people are asking him why he has the Space Needle tattooed on his uh, on his neck. You know, what's going on? Wait, I don't think it's the Space Needle. I think it's the CN Tower. No, it is the CN Tower. I'm just saying no one okay. knows what the CN Tower is. Because he loved Toronto. He actually yeah. talked. I think he talked about this yeah. in an interview that he loved Toronto oh, yeah. so much that he ended up getting yeah, he got, uh, the CN Tower tattoo. Yeah. And then we promptly sent him away. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're he's in Kazakhstan do. now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think he I think he won the league there. 
Um, Who's the Seattle based player that, that, that I think he just retired, but Kellen Rowe maybe. And he, yes. Kellen yeah. Rowe and he has, yes. he's like, he's inked to the max with Seattle stuff. Like well, he yeah, that's his, that's his place, man. That's his on town. him. Yeah. 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 That's yeah just his, thinking, that's his just town. thinking to that. Yeah. Um, if we go to the 15th, um, I always butcher the pronunciation of his name. So I always apologize for this, but uh, Ravis Huskanovic, if you remember for the, for the old heads, for the I old think you heads. actually got it right. Yeah. I think you, I think you uh, got it right. Ravis Hasanovic. Yeah, he was uh, uh, right back, played for TFC, or maybe even left back, uh, played for TFC for a couple of seasons, I think, like for two, maybe a season and a half. This was this was an old TFC where like players came and go like a, like a merry-go-round. Basically, players came mm-hmm. in, they kind of stayed for like a couple of weeks, and then we booted them out. Uh, but he actually stuck oh, around amazing. for a little bit. Um, and then never once we released them, he never played again. He literally retired after he, uh, it wasn't, that, it wasn't like that, old. That Oro Jr. is apparently killing it in Kazakhstan. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I uh, think he won the league in Kazakhstan. Um, what, like on his own, like a team of just him? That's, yeah, just that's him. amazing. Just that's, him. Yeah, no. Isn't, isn't he still on the books? Why can't we bring uh, Why can't we bring Oro back? No, we 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 did terminate his contract. Mm-hmm. Um, and a couple of birthdays, an extra birthdays to end out the week. Um, Terrence Boyd, the penalty that's still traveling. Let's <laughs> go. Born on uh, Let's the, go. Born on the sixteenth of February. Uh, so happy birthday, Terrence Boyd. I think he's now back in in two Bundesliga now, or maybe even three Bundesliga. Well, he's he's traveling around the world trying to trying get to get, yeah, trying to right catch his to penalty. His, yeah, to catch his penalty. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and one, Frederico Bernadeschi. Happy birthday! The My 16th. favorite. Uh, will be Fred Fede's birthday um, is coming mm-hmm. up this week, so you know, send him a send him Jeffy, send him some love, man. Send him his birthday love. Mm-hmm. Horse head under his pillow. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, this this ties in Daniel Daniel Daniel. I'm sorry, my eyes are just as bad as my ears. Jeff, who has a better season this year, Bernard or Insigne? I am gonna turn that to my co-host first. Oh, who has a better season? That's mm. an interesting one. I actually think Laurie could have a have a, a a good season. I actually think Laurie could have a good season. The man of about what four hundred thousand nicknames, like apparently Lolo is a thing now, and Laurie and and Enzo. I mean, it's got more nicknames than moves on the on the soccer pitch. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I I think, um, I think yeah. But honestly, if if they line up the way that I infer they lined up for the um, who did we play for the eight 30 minute scrimmages? I can't remember anymore. Oh, Nashville. But, yeah. Yeah. If the, if we line up the way I inferred, we lined up in that game and we keep Lorenzo and burnout more central. We give burnout like a sort of free 10 second striker kind of Seba role. Um, I think we're going to have an interesting beginning of the season at the very least. I, I harbor no illusions that these guys are going to get found out, but I do think um, we might be singing the praises of uh, birthday boy uh, because we're putting birthday boy in a position where perhaps uh, they can excel for a spell. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I don't, I don't disagree. I, I do feel like for Floria, especially if Herbin decides to maybe play him like as a second striker or kind of off a main striker, you know, he can find pockets to be able to, you think? to play. 
uh, Richard Greenberg makes a very good point. This is all with the asterisks of caveat, yeah, any, and right, and not like, and not get upset about bringing family on planes or whatever the hell. Um, do you? That's interesting, Mikey. You see, you would rather have Lolo, Enzo, Lore as the roving Seba second striker behind. We're assuming. DeAndre? Uh, Yeah, I don't don't think it's necessarily the worst move ever. I think from a wing perspective, look, I've I've said this before. uh, I think Mm. you've said it. I'm pretty sure Mike Singh said it too. Like, MLS from a technical perspective, from a a skill perspective, yes, not Europe. But the one thing that MLS has in abundance is athletes, guys who can Mm. run. And he's not going to outrun anybody on the wing, right? And and from that perspective. Right, so from it may make sense for, at times to kind of play him as as a second striker, give him a free role, um, you know, to to allow him opportunity. Look, the, the the thing you want him is you want him on the ball at the top of the you know at the top of the D, at the top of the eighteen, being able to either create or shoot. Right, and and that can either of them dribble though. Like realistically, do either yeah, of them? Yeah, of course have they can dribble. I, I don't think you're okay. not talking about guys who are going to like step over and beat guys one-on-one a ton, right? Like, the, mm-hmm. Fernandeski, to a certain extent, uh, you know, Lore, not as much. I don't think he ever really was known as a guy who did a lot of that. No, he's a short in, pass in kind of guy. Yeah, yeah like, he's like, short like, pass in a lot of ways, he played wing and he played guy. as yeah. a second striker. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, from that perspective, I think that might be the kind of the best way, um, best way to use him um, mm-hmm. in part. So that's why I think he could potentially have a good season. But again, it is with the asterisks. If he can stay healthy, right? If he can't, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you know, let the recriminations it's return. Tr- it's it's triage, but like, I mean, they're both so useless on the wings right now. They really are. They're such pylons out there passing to each other at the expense of playing actual soccer kickball. Um, so I think it's anybody's bet. But yeah, certainly moving them more centrally. It's just, I can... <laughs> For me, what edges Lolo Enzo, whatever, Wasteman uh, being sort of central in the middle part of the midfield as opposed to a free roll second striker is that his game is about those short little passes, right? So to have an interchange with like the Osos and the and the Flores of the world, get some chemistry in there, and then he can pass to his best friend who's going to be not a half a pitch away, but further up the field to accelerate the attack, right? It just seems their skill sets would suggest, hey, I'm no Herdman. But for me, their very limited skill sets would suggest that's the way I would do it. Well, I think that way. Yeah, the way that they play, they they come inside, right? So they make they they make the pitch a little bit more congested and they're not playing mm. wide. And Danny makes a good point here, just saying like, because they are kind of one-footed, um, I think Lorenzo's mm-hmm. a little bit more two-footed, honestly, than than uh, Bernadeski. But he's the most one-footed uh, player I've ever seen. Yeah, well, you know where he's going, right? Yeah. Like so, yeah. so from that perspective, you know, getting getting whether it's JMR or Kobe or Petretta, whoever they end up playing out in these wing back positions, you know, the, it will be key to get them involved and 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 be able to build those understandings, whether he's going to play the wing or as a second striker and yeah. then kind of yeah. float in and out. Um, you know, that that's going to be a key, right? Because this team, if they don't lack a lot of lack a lot of width, and this was part of the problem yeah. they had last year, right? Huge. Whereas Huge. they come they cut in and everybody gets congested and then they become very predictable and easy to defend. 
right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and then they get slapped on the counterattack. Right, Listen, exactly, because they're not, is, those the guys are running thing. back. So, you putting, know, it... Yeah, they're not. They're not. Putting Lolo, whatever, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna use that from now. Putting him uh, in the middle left frees JMR. That's the other reason. Unleash JMR. You want someone who's pacey, who's got all kinds of potential? He's right there. Uh, so yeah, that's that's my story, and I'm I'm sticking to it. Fair. Um, I wouldn't Money, call JMR uh, even, rapid. I wouldn't call him the fastest him, player in the world. He's very no, smart with would, the ball. Like he's liquid and very smart with the ball. I wouldn't call him. Yeah. Rapid. Okay. Rapid. Rapid is maybe the wrong word. Liquid is the word that I was looking for. Yeah. Tricky. Um, he's a tricky trickster. He's tricky. Very, very much um, so. Um, sorry. G- I just one. You mm-hmm. wanted G Money? I think is yeah, you yeah. gone there. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, G Money, you've been great this whole episode and pot out the the best comments that have been really insightful, but we're going to yell at you a lot right now. Uh, adding to the Italian DP question, do you think there's any MLS interest in either player? Other teams still have DP room on their roster. Everybody paused, have a nice chuckle, because no, the answer is an outright astounding no. Not only because their salaries are insane, but they are giant busts in this league nobody is going to touch these guys. Like they would rather go for Terrence Boyd at this point than Lorenzo Insigne or Federico Bernadeschi. Let's be honest here. Let's start. Um, you know, I'm going to disagree with you on that a little bit. Colorado will take him if we eat all of their salary. Well, that's the thing. They have to drop, they have to drop the right? salary. Yeah. Like if, if the, every, if every team in the million. world is interested in them. Yeah. Sure. Every team in the world would be interested at them at a, at, at a distressed asset discount where TFC is, is basically footing their bill, but that's not. I don't think that's think the question doing, that money was asked. Unless they, and well, no, but I, I, but I also, but you have to take that into consideration, right? Like the fact mm. is, is that no matter what situation you find yourself in with these two players, they're signed to long-term contracts, and unless they're either you buy them out, which makes no sense because you got to eat a lot of money to do it, or you sell them on if you can get a fee and you're still probably going to eat a lot of contract anyway, yeah, yeah, or you rent. loan them out anyway. and you're still going to eat a lot of contract. Mm-hmm. Either way, you're eating money if they're leaving. Yeah. So, no, Danny. Yeah. Sorry. So, so the question does become, okay, does, it, does someone in MLS say, well, okay, yeah, they got to Toronto. They were a bit of a cancer in the locker room. Maybe that was a Toronto Let's problem, get not an us problem. Well, maybe it's, yeah. they'll see it as a it's a Toronto problem, not an us problem, and right? I can't wait we, for that hubris to blow up in their faces. Hey, who knows, right? So let's just let, mm-hmm. again all hypothetical. There's no rumors of this, but let's just say like, okay, you, uh, who's got a DP spot? I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Like, let's say let's say Sporting Kansas City, sure, go insane, and Peter Ramis loses his mind and decides, <laughs> okay, you know what, I I want Lorenzo. No, I want Bernardeschi on my team because yeah. he would kind of fit. I can fix um, him. We can yeah, I, him. I can fix him. Or my my locker room has the ability to uh, to handle him. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have to eat a lot of money, almost all of it, yep. right? Um, yep. in, in that case, and also, does it really help you? Like, do you want to move him on to another MLS side? Right, like what? Yeah, because he could go there and well, if he no, goes there, no, no, he tears move, you apart. Move him. Move, I he's not going to. So, like, no, you know, I said it was hypothetical. Yeah, theoretical. yeah, yeah, hypothetically, I could be the Queen of England. Anyway, uh, Danny uh, is bringing up something that I need to I need to rage against the dying of the light here. It's just the salaries that are the problem. Teams have internal budgets that could not support either of those guys. Can we stop? 
giving like simping for people that are this bad like it the salaries are a problem absolutely guys they don't play nice with others in a team sport they don't appreciate the badge in you know an a, a nascent footballing culture they're I mean, how many different ways do I have to, to say the same thing that I've been saying again? It's not just the salary. The salary is a huge issue. Don't get me wrong. It is a huge issue. It's the number one issue because they have pedigree. There'll be other MLS clubs that would be willing to take a chance. At this salary, absolutely not. Um, with this record that's now uh, following them like an albatross, absolutely not. We have to be honest about this situation. These are the term albatross doesn't even do it justice right now. Like this is the term distressed asset doesn't do it justice right now. The term buyer beware doesn't do, doesn't do it justice right now. We're in, we're in rarefied air. Like this is a spectacular failure and, and the, no one is coming to bail us out without us footing the bill. You know, I, I don't think saying it's just about the salaries is fair. Would you agree with that, Mikey? Um, yes, but again, I would also say that I wouldn't be shocked if some MLS team said, ah, I got block room that can handle that, I mean, right? Like, I, I'm not, look, it's it's probably not, look, it's not going to happen, right? Like, it's just, just not. But, you know, in this sort of, okay, if we're playing this hypothetical world, you know, somebody mentioned Charlotte, like, I could see Charlotte going yeah, for that. Like I could, I could one hundred percent see Charlotte going for that. If they're like, if TFC, hey, look, we're gonna fit the, we're gonna fit the bill all but a million, all right? Or, or like, you gotta pay a million of their salary, and we'll fit yeah. the rest. We're talking uh, burning. I don't, we'll, I don't even we'll know cover. if you can do that in MLS because based on I don't think rules, so. But I, like, I don't even think you can do it anyway. For, but just, just, just as a thought hypothetically experiment. again, just for thought experiment. Um, mm. I think Charlotte, you know what? We get a DP player. We get, uh, you know, we get somebody who could make an, an immediate impact to our team. You know, they're they're looking, they're spending money right now. They're trying to get into the playoffs and be a playoff contender in the East. Mm -hmm. And they need yeah. a winger. I mean, you they know, just got rid of their winger. He's perfect. Yeah, right? Like, like exactly. Right now, I mean, you kind of got rid of a winger that was uh, was unhappy and a bit of a malcontent to begin with, and now you just want to bring in another one. I you know way hey, charlotte but, like that's whatever that's a bold plan cotton let's see how it works out for them yeah exactly uh, um yeah all yeah. right we got any you know, we got anything else or we got to want to wrap this one up i know you do <laughs> yeah because i got yeah. well you just yeah. you know like I, and look i, I want to be very transparent to to, to people mm. who are listening and, and watching this it's like there ain't a lot to talk about there's no unfortunately no. there's no like breaking news there's no leaks that are happening player signings things like that it just it's airtight right now from toronto fc yeah from from yeah. that perspective so you know it, it, it's kind of hard to come to you every week and say like hey like we've got we you know we've got we, we want to tell you things that are happening it's because simply just there, there isn't anything happening yeah. right now yeah. um and it, it's it's a weird spot to be in um, in terms of the club, but again, the floodgates are going to open. They've clearly decided that they're going to sort of put all the eggs in the sort of last sort of week run up to I was yeah. MLS kickoff or whatever they call opening week um, in that basket, right? And then that's what they're going to do, and we're just going to have to see what they kind of drop at that point. 
Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And to be fair, I was just trolling you because I, I only wanted to get to like roughly around an hour. So we beat like, uh, I think the shortest show we've ever done is 45 minutes and I wasn't on it. It was you and it was you and Mikey Singh. So I wanted to make sure that our little, our little tete a tete beat that for like whatever <laughs> credibility I can get with, with Mikey Singh, which at, at this point isn't, isn't much. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's fun to speculate. But we are dancing around the maypole. I think that's that's what you're saying. Like realistically, we can we can just keep dredging up the same thing over and over again, put ourselves even deeper into the in my case into the pit that I'm de digging myself with respect to to animosity towards certain players on the team. I'm happy to do that. I can I, I'm your sacrificial lamb here. But yeah, you know, not much to talk about. I am I am convinced that uh, uh, like you said, the floodgates will be opening. Um, I have a question for you, and it's not even a football question. What What do you think about the uh, the 100 level at the dome getting cup holders? Is that going to be at the expense of kneecaps? Because there's already no room back there. Like no comment. More space. No. No. Comment. Okay. Good. Good. Because I mean, I'd rather hold all the cups and keep my knees than you know have an indentation You'll where my fine. knee used to be. You'll yeah. Be fine. Yeah. You'll be fine. Okay. All right. I've seen it. Are you I've, under I've an NDA? You're under an NDA, aren't you? Just... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I've cool. seen. No, I've seen the new seats. They're in. They're. You, you, you'll have. Mm -hmm. You'll be okay. <laughs> I mean, the old ones. The old ones were good for like two two dollar hot dogs, and then the bloat happened, and I had to stand up anyway. So it doesn't matter. Well, hey, look, I'm six foot three, and I gotta. I've had to sit in those seats before. It's not a fun time to sit nine mm -hmm. in, uh, in those seats. Yeah, it feels. Knees, uh, Knees, forty-year-old knees don't work the same way they used to. All yeah, right, uh, but you don't want to hear about my yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't want to hear about my creaky knees. Thank you for tuning into another Toronto oh, till I die. Oh yeah, sorry. Oh yeah, yes, yeah no, gonna, you did have one thing. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, go, go, go. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm copying a friend of the show, Dan Wong, who's been doing this on Footy Prime. Uh, too much fanfare. I'm going to start reading out our five star reviews as a impetus for more of the. TTID community to add some more. We got a fresh one last Tuesday uh, from Polly Canadian, five stars, of course. And the text reads, by the way, for those keeping score, this is my first cold read on this show. Great podcast, incredible amount of insight and information that your work friends cannot understand. It's one podcast I look forward to pre and post match. And when I die, I'll be TFC. Thank you very much, Polly Canadian. You brought a warmness to the cold cockles of my heart. Uh, it's always nice to read that stuff from the community. And uh, and long may it rain. Long may it rain. Uh, well, Polly Canadian, thank you so much. Um, uh, of course, you oh. probably listen to this podcast and we're like, you guys talked about a ghost friendly or something. Um, but mm -hmm. uh, yeah, uh, thank you for tuning in into toronto till i die um again the the favors are the same as, as they are as they are most weeks rate and review the show um so thumbs up if you're watching on youtube uh five stars uh anywhere else you're listening to on apple pod on uh spotify um leave a review like poly canadian did we really appreciate those um, and obviously, again, it helps people find the show in the TFC community. Um, give us a follow on Twitter as well, um, or X or whatever you're calling it. If you're still on um, the Doom Scroll uh, app, uh, it's at Toronto Till I Die. Uh, for Jeffrey P. Nesker, I'm Michael Singh. See, I'm not Michael Singh. I'm Mike Newell. See you next no, week. No, you're Mike Newell. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>
And baby, I'm TFC till I die.